Tjena allihopa. Jag är svensk. But I'm supposed to speak in English, which is great. And this is really fun to be here, since this is almost the first time I have a I'm giving a speech in my hometown. I'm from Malmö. So I got totally confused when they were asking me, do you need accommodation? Travel? No, give me my bike. Um, so, and also, I worked in this facility on their opening night, I think it was New Year's Eve 91, 92, I don't remember. And I think I was waiting in that room. Long time, long time, yeah. So, I will talk about something that I love a lot, and that is money. Uh, yes, so that's the topic of my speech today. And it's not that I am promoting a cashless society. I'm just studying it because it's fascinating and interesting. It could have been cardboard boxes if they were equally interesting, but they are not. Therefore, I look at money. So, first thing, what is money? So what does that little metal piece that you showed resembles? What is that? Anyone who has any idea what money is? Could be social relationships. Yes, that's a possible answer. Time, maybe, yeah. In my view, I think it's the best innovation ever or most influential innovation ever. For me, it's mainly a trust system. And it's the only global trust system that we have on Earth. We put more trust in money than we do into religion or technology. Well, you can view money as a technology as well. I think it's a fascinating thing. Uh, so I will give a brief background on what has happened briefly or what's going on in Sweden. And then I'm going to move over to something I think is very plausible. There are also talks about it in different parts of the world that this is something that, that the future will look like. If this is good or bad, that's up to you, basically. Uh, so in, back in six, 1661, we have the Nobel Prize winner the banknote, invented in Stockholm to handle some of the issues that the Swedish king or society had at that time. Uh, as you know, remember those of you who were around at that time, Sweden were around uh, plundering in Europe, having a war for 30 years, and the king was running out of metal, silver. So he invented this one, the copper dollar in 1648. It's in kind of money, the only thing that was an issue with it, it weighs 18.9 kilos and it's of this size. Slightly bigger than that one. No bar hopping with that one, it was a broken backs. So remember that all innovations when it comes to money or payments, you should view them in retrospect. What problem are they solving? If there's no real problem, they will not become a great invention. Uh, so, in our research that I've done together with Björn Segendorf and also Niklas Arvidsson from Sweden, uh, Björn is from the Central Bank and Niklas is from KTH, we have identified the date when Sweden will be cam become cash-free. And that is the 24th of March, 2023. 
We are not sure if it's in the morning or in the afternoon. The data is not accurate enough. We need more data on that one. Um, so what has happened in Sweden is a lot of things over a number of years since 1661. And as you mentioned, Swish is one of the things that has or is replacing cash. And fundamentally, but now what is happening in Sweden is that people don't want to use cash any longer because there are something that is better, or that what they perceive as being better. Uh, one of the big flaws with cash is that, or money in general, is that they are stupid. There's no intelligence in money. Anyone can use them for anything. That can also, of course, be viewed as good. In particular, if you're a criminal, you don't want to be traced. So what I'm going to talk about is a new form of money that I think could emerge over the future. Just to show how stupid money is. So this is the message or the text information that is sent when you do a swift transaction. So this is the data that is transferred when you do a payment abroad. And it's stupid. It's no intelligence whatsoever. I won't go through it, it's too boring. So, uh, smart money, on the other hand, is something that we can... resembles money. It's something that we can exchange value through or with. It should or most likely will be based on a, some kind of computer protocol that resembles what we can do with money today. Exchange them, transfer them, and so on. And I will present... Uh, three or actually five different scenarios where smart money could be used. Then you can have a debate whether this is plausible or not, good or bad. The f yeah, let me skip that one. Pocket money that Swish replaces. Uh, we have this case. How many have kids? Yes, they, <laughs> they want money all the time. And as they grew up, they want more money. I know that by hard fact. So, as parents, in most cases, we have a good intention in raising our kids. We try to make them behave in a good way. And we do that by, please buy some healthy st stuff. But kids, in general, they tend to go for that one instead. So with smart money that we can transfer the, to them, they can only buy the healthy stuff in the future. That's appealing, in a sense. They cannot buy cigarettes, alcohol, or drugs, which is kind of appealing to a parent. The kids will be slightly irritated. But I think we can live with that. We do, we do post other restrictions on our kids. The other part where we can see how this is welfare money. So this is from a true case story in Denmark. So there was this uh, woman with two kids, and she went to the Danish government. Could I please have some money to buy some clothing to my kids? And the government said, of course. But what did she do? She went to the Mallorca by herself and had a good time for the money. That is something we could prevent to some extent that that happens. It will, of course, be some upset by some people, but I think, in general, it might be fair that our taxpayer 
well hard earned tax money are spent in a good way. Another one is anti-mondering. This is something that is on the agenda, and particularly in Denmark. We have Danske Bank. They're really good in laundering money, by the way, but they should not. They're almost as good as uh, Swedbank. Or oh, they, they are better. Uh, but with smart money, where there will be a trace where the money comes from and where it's going, this would be much easier to prevent. And I think that would be good for society in general. Uh, the number of VAT money that is lost annually in Europe is roughly 150 billion euros that is diluted somewhere to someone. They don't know where they go. So from a taxpayer, a governmental perspective, it might be very tempting to control these flows of money. Another one, corruption, something that we are studying. And in corruption, I mean for everything from uh, giving a bribe to get a better slot in a harbor when you come with a ship, to just traditional avoiding, avoidance of paying taxes. With smart money, this would be more difficult. We could prevent that, and I think that is a fair task of a society. Uh, another one that we can that I actually had a talk about this morning, or is actually a product at Copenhagen Business School together with Deloitte, uh, the Danish business authorities, is to create a system of real-time tax collection based on a blockchain solution, but it could be solved in many other ways. And so with smart money, firms don't need to do the financial accounting, external financial accounting, by sending their monthly or quarterly or annual reports. It can be done in real time, which would save tremendous lot of work for, in particular, small and medium-sized merchants. You don't need to do the filing and reporting. It's done in real time on the way. So we have a system of continuous reporting. So, what's new? We have a fully customable, yeah, multi-purpose digital exchange that we can use. And it's not that someone, the government, should always decide, but also we as individuals can decide how our money is going to be used in the future. And potentially that can increase or lead to a higher degree of corruption or de 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 democratization. And when I presented this case for the first time uh, in, at Umeå University for a bunch of students from South America, they said, yes, we love this. Because that will give the citizens of a country the impossibility to control the government, which they do not have today. So instead of letting some of the money when we sell great fighter jets to South Africa with some agents that takes a few hundred millions, that can be prevented. And I think that's good for democracy and the progress of society. I think that was it as a starter.